Um, this is Lynn McCree giving a shout out to my new friends, the producers and creators of Don't Go Out There. They have honored me because of my character, Maureen Prescott, from the Scream trilogy, who, thanks to Wes Craven, came back from the grave to haunt Nev Campbell in a dream. If you haven't seen Scream 3, please do. This is Lynn McCree signing off on behalf of Don't Go Out There. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. I just want to thank all of our fans and listeners. I really appreciate all support. Uh, super excited for this upcoming interview. We are joined today by another legend of the business, known best for her role as Maureen Prescott in the Scream Trilogy, Lynn McCree. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? It, I, it is my pleasure. I'm feeling I'm feeling great. I'm feeling super honored, like start off all of our interviews just by asking what is it that got you into acting you are a fashion model before this am i correct um that is correct not runway because i'm only twice seven not telling that um photography model um i should say photographer's model correct i started in new york city age 19 ooh, 99 pounds back then for wilhelmina and i was to my definition, I was successful as a photographer's model and did commercials and a lot of print stuff and catalogs. And um, then I got a deep dive into the dark recesses of what the fashion world is all about, and I wanted nothing to do with it. Wow. So I left just like that, divorced, left it behind me, and um, got involved in another career. And fast forward... About 10 years later, I met somebody, and to this day, I, I don't know his name. I don't have a visual of memory. He said, I, I want to shoot a headshot. Well, I knew what a headshot was from the fashion world. And I said, why? Why? I left the fashion world 10 years ago. He said, I, just, would you please, please humor me? Let me shoot your headshot. I said, okay. That was back in the days. I was living um, in the San Francisco Bay Area. There were two agents. One was Jimmy Gourmet and one was Ann Bredner. And he shot my headshot and little beknownst to me, he submitted it to both of those agencies. Oh. And they were fighting over who would represent me. And that's how my acting career began. Isn't that wild? Wow, that's awesome. I, that is it, awesome. It it's kind, it was kind of a mistake, but, you know, obviously it was meant to happen, and that was, oh, oh my goodness, 
Um, I've been saying 30 years ago for a long time, so it's probably closer to 35. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know, crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, you said meant to be. I was definitely about to use that same verbiage. Uh, it definitely sounds like it was meant to be. Yeah, and you know, back, thank you for that support. Man. We're talking, well, we're talking late 80s, 90s, San Francisco Bay Area. There was so much work for actors. And that was back in my non-union days. Oh, I did local and regional commercials, um, narrations of industrial films. Um, wow. Um, a couple of TV shows and feature films. And I, um, yeah. And then fast forward. Oh, God bless Wes Craven. What a phenomenal human being. Um, you know, the planet's lost when he passed. He's the one that said, you know, we want you as Nev Campbell's mom, meaning me, of course. And, and I got to join the Screen Actors Guild Union. That was 1999. Um, yeah. And the rest, as they say, gentlemen, is history. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, Lynn, we've had a lot of guests, but you're our first we've been able to get from the Scream franchise. You know, we've had Roger L. Jackson do an intro for us for the show, but you're the first, you know, interview we've gotten, which really is fitting because the whole first trilogy is basically a story about your character. All roads always lead back to Maureen Prescott. But can we start off with the first two films? Your pictures were used in those films. How did you come about? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is like this is such a a wild story. So, um, Wes called his production company Three Bagger because he knew going into Scream 1 that he was going to create a trilogy, three, three Scream movies. So for the first one, just simply called Scream, as I'm sure your listeners are aware, I got a call from a casting agent in San Francisco, um, um, Nancy Hayes. And that was back in the days when the casting agents called the actors directly. And she was in a rush, as most casting agents are. And she said, meet me at this place tomorrow at this time, dressed casually. And she hung up. And I went, oh, but, but wait, what is this for? I didn't know. I, I'm getting chicken skin right now telling you this. Goosebumps up and down my body. So, of course, it's. Behaves. I show up at the designated time and place, and um, I go upstairs to the address, and um, this is 1996, and I walk in this room, and there are 20, 25 other girls looked just like me. It was wild. It was wow. like walking into a house with, you know, um, um, at, the, at the carnival, the House of Mirrors. That's what it was like. And, and I thought, and I, mind you, at this moment, I still don't know why I'm there. I, I don't know what the project is. And a few minutes later, this gentleman comes out into the waiting room, who turned out to be Wes Craven, but I didn't know. And he said, ladies, please line up, come in here. And it was like a showgirl lineup, like a Miss America beauty pageant. Walk in. And Wes is sitting at a conference table, horizontal to us. And there's, you know, all the, the producers on those sides and the writers are with him. I knew none of these people. 
And Wes, there's a lot of going on between the producer, writer, Wes. And he said, ladies, please turn to the right. We pivoted to the right. Thank you. Please turn to the left. We pivoted to the left. Please turn around. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. You are excused. Wow. I, I was so livid. I, you know, it takes a couple hours for a girl to get her stuff together before she goes into an audition. And I love it. I talked to Nancy outside and I went, what? I don't, what a waste of my entire afternoon. I was upset. And um, lo and behold, oh gosh, another response. A couple days later, Nancy calls. She'd already talked to my agent. Nancy called and said, they chose you. Ah! <laughs> what did they choose me for? I don't know anything about the project. And that's when she said, Wes Craven, director, scream. And that's how it all began, gentlemen. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's that's a phenomenal story. I mean, something you're definitely uh, going to hold on to and keep with you for the rest of your life without question. It's definitely meant to be. Like we say, we're going right back to that. <laughs> yeah. Theme coming on. It was meant to be, and um, and then, uh, ooh, it was probably a few months later that Wes brought the whole crew up from LA to Santa Rosa, which is in Sonoma County, um, Northern California, north of San Francisco. For those who don't know the geography, wine country, and um, they asked me that come on for what come on set for one day I, I didn't know what I was doing I didn't get any line so I assumed there was no, no dialogue they waited for Nev to cut in between her scenes and we took a whole boatload of photos she and I um and at that moment I'm learning oh I I'm I'm supposed to see her mother, and I still don't know what this is all about. I don't know anything about Courtney or David or anybody. And um, I got to see what they shot. They chose the one photograph that's in the original screen, and I'm I'm delighted and humbled to say that when Screen 3 was wrapped, the PA who had been with me and with Wes through all Screen trilogies, um, she sent me that actual photograph in the original frame that was shown in screen one and two. And I still have it. Well, that's very that's phenomenal. And again, that kind of leads into my next question. I mean, so you weren't really even, even told about the backstory of Marine Prescott. I mean, after you even got the part, I mean, you had to find out like us in the theater. Is that correct? That is, oh, that is, the British would say you are spot on. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Even because obviously I, you know, watch Scream One and Scream Two, and I, I still, I knew my character was important. I wasn't. My character was Maureen Prescott because anyone who's seen the trilogy, which is probably most of your listening audience right now, um, you know, I had no screen time in one or two. I had that one photograph, and fast forward, spring, late spring, early summer. 1998, I get a call from that PA, the one who sent me the photograph, and the conversation went something like this. Uh, Yan, hi, how have you been? Yeah, it's 
song so from scream do you remember me of course i remembered her i said yes of course these people do not call to find out how the actor is and what the weather's doing <laughs> right and heart started pounding and my palms started sweating and my stomach went into butterflies and she said so um <clears throat> So I'm calling because Wes asked me to, and we always do what Wes says. And, you know, he's got this crazy, crazy concept. He's thinking of producing another Scream movie. It would be number three, of course. And he's got this idea that maybe, maybe he'll resurrect Maureen. Maybe she'll come back in, I don't know, maybe a dream sequence of Ned's. Anyway, he's just toying around with that. Now, there's no guarantees, Lynn, so I'm, I'm just calling to find out if he decides to go with this concept. Should we call you directly? Should we call your agent? And I had to, I had to put my hand in my heart because, again, these folks don't call when they're not serious. And I said wow, you know, um, gosh, I, it sounds like a great idea. Please call my agent, Mary Tonry in San Francisco, who has since retired. And I miss her so much. I was for 20 years. And um, about a week later, I get the call from Mary that said, um, holy shit, I, I have great news for you. Um, <laughs> And I sat down because I knew exactly why she was calling. And she said, they, they want you in L.A. for Scream 3. You've got lines. And you're going to be able to join the Screen Actors Guild. And that's how that all began. We're, gentlemen, we're talking every actor's dream come true. Right. The limo picking me up at my house, driving me to San Francisco airport, flying first class to LA, the driver picking me up at the airport at the gate, driving me to my penthouse suite where I lived for two weeks in LA while we were shooting in studio and on location, um, gift basket, notes from Wes and his production crew. And it was, Every day, it was a dream come true. Every day, I pinched myself. Um, yeah. Well, and and your your scene in Scream Three, I mean, is is you know one of the most actual scary and and disturbing parts of the entire franchise in a good way, uh, in a good way. Um, <laughs> you know, so so you know, can you talk a little bit about maybe the makeup process for that scene? I mean, did it involve a few hours in that whole dreaded makeup chair uh, with the with the ghost, ghostly apparition you had going on there? Yes, for days, yes. And I remember, oh, I hadn't thought about this for years. Um, so I'm sitting in the, in the makeup trailer for about three hours. Um, they're painting two makeup artists, one on each side of me. They're painting the veins on the blue veins on my, the backs of my hands. They're putting on fake nails and then clipping the nails. So they're all jagged and rough and then painting blood around the cuticles. Then the face and, and the, the chest that went on for three hours. The makeup's done. I'm ready to go out and actually act. And the PA comes in and says, that's a wrap for today. 
I broke into tears. Those girls had sat there with me, or they stood, I sat for three hours getting the makeup and painting on the veins and the nails for three hours. And I cried and they said, it's okay. We're, we're pros. We'll do it all again tomorrow morning. I mean, they were so nonchalant about it. And yeah, I was literally in tears. So they took it all off, including the fake nails. They steamed my face. They gave me a, a mask and we did it again the next day. And that went on for three days, by the way. Wow. I mean, I, I know the the script went through a lot of a lot of rewrites. Um, you know, was that all that was ever you know in the movie, or was there any other scenes you know originally featuring Maureen that that may have either been cut or or written out or rewritten? Um, only one that I can't speak about because it was all a spoof that was planned by production, and I was the star of that spoof, and, and it was just for Wes's eyes. It was all in good humor, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm not I'm not privy to discuss it, but it was all in good fun, and Wes enjoyed it thoroughly at the end of production. Um, otherwise, everything that was shot with me, including the kissing scene with Lee Schreiber, um, it was all it was all kept. One thing that. Um, you gentlemen in, in the viewing, the listening audience might like to know, do you remember the pictures of me as a young girl uh, on the wall at the police station when Nev was there in, you know, total shock and, uh, and uncomfortableness talking to the policeman? Right. Who was David. Those photographs <laughs> are from my modeling career in New York City. Those actual originals when I was 19 years old and 99 pounds. <laughs> oh, perfect. Hey, that worked out great then. <laughs> it did. It did. It did. Ah, you know, and speaking and speaking of that, I mean, you you recently did some interviews for a book, you know, commemorating the 25th anniversary of Scream. Um, it's called, you know, It All Began With a Scream by uh, by Patrick Maroney. Um, you don't know this yet, but I actually, we actually have Patrick um, scheduled to come on the show and, and do an interview with us on on this in a couple of days. So um, can you can you actually tell us a little bit about that that interview there? Oh my goodness! Once again, I'm getting rushes of what we call in Hawaii chicken skin, just goosebumps. He, I I hope someday I I get to meet him, just like I hope someday I get to meet you too. I I know it's going to be rare, but you know, hey. Um, Sometimes things are just meant to be. He called me, Patrick, um, out of the clear blue, um, right after another gentleman called for the same reason. They wanted to do coffee table books on the 25th anniversary to commemorate this screen trilogy. And at first, oh, I can't, Patrick's probably going to hear this. At first, I thought I was talking to the same author because they called just a few days apart. And I mean, who, who would, two authors wanting to interview me for a book commemorating the 20th anniversary of Scream? So I got myself straight with all the facts, and I was interviewed by both authors. Um, Patrick's book came out first. Oh, gosh, I think it came out, um, oh, it's been a few months. So September of 2021. And 
I read it cover to cover, couldn't put it down. Anybody who loves movies and Hollywood and the Scream trilogy, they're going to they're gonna eat this book up. And um, he was kind enough to quote me throughout. And he's, he just, he's a really likable guy. He's Irish. How can you not like him? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and is there, can you give us a little taste regarding the interview? I mean, are there any stories or anything you'd like to share without spoiling too much? And again, it's called It All Began With a Scream by Patrick Maroney. So every, and he actually sent us a copy of it too, a digital copy. And it's phenomenal. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to go buy a copy just to support it. But, you know, he's, it was phenomenal read. Oh, um, I love, I agree with everything you said. And I got the hard copy in front of me with a little love note from Patrick, which I actually had um, laminated because, yeah, sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, yes, regarding story. Oh, my goodness. I just, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this one close to my heart the rest of my life. Yes, it's a sweet, short story. I'm on set. Scream 3, we're on location in uh, Topanga Canyon, and um, I, I was tired. I wanted to sit down, and I sat in Wes Craven's director's chair. Wow. I didn't know. I, did, I know you don't do that on set. You don't <laughs> do that, especially not as a, you know, not as a primary A-list actor. And I did, and Wes came over being the humble kind, generous soul that he is. And he saw I was sitting in his chair, said nothing. No, his face didn't change. He sat in the chair next to me. And I had the pleasure of working with that man for two weeks in Southern California. And he is, he was the epitome of calm, the epitome of, mm, like he had always just finished meditating. And I finally turned to him because he seemed a bit agitated in that moment and he wasn't saying anything. And I turned to him and I said, Wes, what's the secret of calm? And he kind of looked at me sideways. He stood up and he started walking away. And I, that's not the West that I knew. He took about three steps. He turned his whole tall, slender body over, looked over his left shoulder and said to me, quote, perspective, unquote. I, I will remember that the rest of my life because what I found out in the last 20 years, it's true. It's true. You know, gentlemen, every moment of every day, we get to choose our perspective of life we don't have any choice over what happens to us the good the bad and the ugly we have every bit of control over how we choose to see and feel and believe about what happened to us perspective so that's the story that i that i'm taking away probably to the grave with me about my experience on screen isn't that a great one Wow, that's it's that may be the best story that that's ever been told on here. No, no lie. I mean, that gave me that gave me goosebumps. That was phenomenal. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, I was just in awe listening. <laughs> Thanks. He just that I I just absolutely had total respect for him, as did 
according to Patrick's book, as did everybody who ever had the pleasure of working with him from uh, writers, producers, editors, right on to the cast. Um, he was a kind, gentle man. And what a, what a loss for the world and for Hollywood when he passed. But as we all know, life is impermanent. You know, right. every living passes. And wow, he did so much good while he was here. Um, and it's because of Wes that I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild and will be the rest of my life. So, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you love that story. Me too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting me hear it. That was incredible. Uh, we had Lynn Shea on last year, and she spoke very highly of Wes, Gra- or Wes Craven as well. She she absolutely loved the man. Yeah, there there's nothing not to love about him. And, yeah. oh, i got to tell you that. Yeah, the Weinstein brothers. I, yeah, he. If any, if Wes was caused any stress during the shooting of Scream Three, yeah, it came out of New York office. I, yeah, that, yeah, okay, that's a whole different talk show. So moving back to this <laughs> interview. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Mm, uh. mm, mm. Lynn, I'm going to ask you about another film you were in. Uh, back in 2008, you were in Milk with Sean Penn, Josh Brolin, and Mill Hirsch. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience on set, and how was it working with some of those actors? Oh, my. Um, have you seen the film? I did. A long, I did. It's been a long time ago, though, since uh, that, I, that I did sit down and watch it. It was, it was about when it came out. Was it around, what, 2008, 2009, I believe, something around there? It, yep. It's been a while since I've seen that. Ah, it, um, I, um, I don't remember, which is unacceptable from my perspective. I thought it was even earlier than that. Do you, I don't even remember when the actual shooting happened in San Francisco. Do either of you? Um, it was actually, it came out in 2008, so it must have been around 2007 or, or probably that, that, uh, um, that you guys shot maybe? Yeah, the year before. Um, it, I want to give a, a shout out to, um, oh my goodness, yeah, um, the director, Gus Van Sant, um, he, for those of you who haven't seen it, please watch it, not because I'm in it, and Sean Penn, by the way, did win the the Oscars that year for Best Male Lead. Right. Um, it, what Gus did, which was absolutely brilliant, in my humble opinion, he spliced footage that he shot there on location in San Francisco with actual footage from way back when and the eighties, I believe when that incident happened and it, and it's all told through Sean Penn's mouth. It's all about his story because he played Harvey milk, obviously. And it, it is absolutely worth, I know it's a narrative. It's not a documentary. It's absolutely worth anybody's two hours of time. It is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And Sean absolutely, to me, he, he deserved the Oscar. Um, I was in a scene towards the end of the film. I played the secretary um, for Mayor Moscone and Josh Brolin as the shooter comes into my office with a gun, but we don't know this at the time. He kind of, you know, I call the mayor to get permission from the mayor for Josh to go in and, and conduct his business. And 
he gets impatient because, you know, he's got a gun. He's about to kill somebody. Um, and he pushes past me and goes in the mayor's office. And then, you know, we think, we know that we heard a noise, but we don't know what it was. And my character, the secretary, actually looks out the window because she's in downtown San Francisco in the mayor's office. And it, it could have been a car backfiring. And, and it wasn't, of course, it was two shots and it was that whole scene. My point is that whole scene was ad-libbed. Oh, wow. Um, Gus, I know Gus came to me and I was, I was cast as background and Gus came up to me. The director came up to me and said, um, so I have an idea and he explained what he wanted and so that whole scene that I just described that you will see in the movie, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, please do, um, it, it was all ad-libbed. And it, the way it was shot, I don't want to give away anything else, but the way it was shot was brilliant, too. And, yeah, again, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with Gus's brilliance in cinematography and his, his concept. One more story about that. This is fascinating. The writer... <laughs> the writer of the whole Milk script. Dustin Black. 20, yeah. He was 25 years old. He wasn't even born when that happened. Wow. Isn't that phenomenal? And I got to, obviously I got to meet him. And I mean, I, yeah, that's what I call an old soul. He, he wasn't even alive. And he wrote the script for that. And, um, Wow, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. See it, everyone, see it if you haven't already. It's worth your time. Milk, just milk. Has nothing to do with the beverage. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Eight Oscar nominations and two wins. I mean, that doesn't lie, and that's phenomenal. Yeah, thank you, Gus. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I feel like I'm I'm skipping down memory lane. This is so fun. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, lo I love it, too. This That's what it's my, mm. my favorite thing about this show is 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 talking to you all. It's just it's phenomenal. Um, and actually yeah. speaking speaking of that, I mean, we actually did an episode here uh, a few months back where we pitched uh, sequels or prequels to really any franchise here. And uh, I actually pitched a prequel to the uh, to the Scream franchise, and it, it centered around your your character, Maureen Prescott. Um, I had it kind of flashback between you know the 70s and just before she was killed in in Scream One. And uh, now you know I mean I know Kevin Williamson obviously, but if anything ever came up like that with a prequel or anything like that, would you ever be interested in returning to the role? Yes. Did you hear the hesitation in my voice just now? <laughs> oh, yeah. It took you a long time to think about that. <laughs> Are you, oh, my goodness. That, that would be yet another dream come true in my acting life. That would be a dream come true. And um, that would be a dream come true. You know, Wes isn't here. It would take a different personality. It would take on a different color. And change is good. Um, you know, four and five, I was, screen four, screen five, I wasn't involved in, um, uh, the primary A-list actors were, of course, but yes, are you kidding? Oh, Brian, oh my goodness, Nico, if that happened, yes, please, you have my permission to give them my personal number that you're calling on, okay? <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you have an, um, if you know who Daniel, uh, Daniel, uh, Panabaker is. 
Um, but she she is actually who. That's well. I mean, she was in um, 2009, Friday the 13th, and she's been in a um, a bunch of other stuff too. Look her up if you'd like to. But that's who I actually cast, uh, fantasy cast as as a younger you um, when you were in high school. And then obviously I had you partic- uh, specifically coming back to to shoot some scenes with with Leif Sh- Schreiber as uh, you know as right before Scream One was happening. So. Um, it's I think that would be really cool, but obviously it's a fantasy dream for me. <laughs> However, um, Nico, you created this podcast out of uh, a creative idea. Why not? Why not create a production company? Why not shoot? Why not? <laughs> there you Why go. OK, anything is possible. You know, if you can see it, you can create it. You can make it happen. Um, it's the power of creativity perspective remember it's all about perspective right <laughs> if i ever win the lottery I'll, I'll buy my own studio but right now i don't have enough money <laughs> <laughs> not yet but you're you know you're young you have lots of time on your side right lots of that's time. right and lots of time. yes ma'am absolutely oh sorry said ma'am but yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> And I have been detecting a bit of a southern accent. So are you from the Tennessee, Kentucky area? I was born in Kentucky, but I live in Florida now. Oh, okay. Hence the ma'am, because my daddy was from Mississippi, and I grew up with ma'am and sir. So, okay, it's okay. I forgive you this one time, but let's go back to Lynn. (laughs) It won't happen again, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't promise. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, gentlemen. Uh, uh, Lynn, what does the future hold for you? And uh, is there, what's on your docket? Anything you want to shout out? Are you on social media, maybe? How can fans keep up with you? Wow. I, um, when Scream 3 came out, I was in a, um, in addition to acting, I was in a highly public industry, and um, and I was on Facebook and, um, I had a stalker. So currently because of that nightmare, um, I am on zero social media. Um, I do have a page on IMDB internet movie database. And, uh, I have an agent here in the state of Hawaii where I live. Um, I guess the answer to your question is Google knows. Google knows everything. <laughs> I hope Google doesn't know where I live, but who knows? I, you know, who knows? Um, love your question. Um, I'm, I'm officially retired from another career that I've had throughout my acting career. I am definitely never going to retire as a film actor. Um, the market in the state of Hawaii is small. There's only two TV shows that are being filmed right now in Honolulu, uh, NCIS Hawaii, and then, of course, Magnum PI. Um, Maybe I'll get a chance to work on one of those shows. Um, The opportunity hasn't come up just yet. Um, I, you know, I wish I knew. Hold on. Let me grab my crystal ball. (laughs) I, I don't know. I know that I feel tremendous gratitude and and joy and serenity in my life. Um, I live in the jungles of one of the Hawaiian islands and uh, it's, I, I feel 
grateful and humbled to have the life that I have been able to create. And I used to be a world traveler, but I haven't gone anywhere since I got back from Egypt and India. Um, that was 2019. I had not left the island for two years, and um, which is really weird for me, gentlemen, very weird. I'm a world traveler. I take off every year for two to five months. And last time I did that was 19. So, so we'll see. So, well, um, well, Lynn, a, a wise person once told me that, you know, you're young, you can make this happen, make CSI happen. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, uh, let's make it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> From your mouth to the universe's ear, I'm there. Sign me up, have my, have your people call my people. <laughs> I'll say yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your optimism. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. I mean, yes. Ah, <laughs> so much for promises. You so much. Like I didn't. Uh, to, for my defense, I didn't promise that was neat. It's it's ingrained into us. We can help it. This <laughs> gentleman. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Um, we really appreciated talking to you. Uh, I, I hope we didn't take up too much of your time, but this has been a fantastic, fantastic interview, and I'm sure everybody will love it as well. Oh, gentlemen, <clears throat> I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm, I, you just made my day. I can't wait to hear the, the podcast. Thank you for making my day. I know it's probably cocktail time and dinner time where you are um i thank you for choosing me and i just want to remind everybody to uh